five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Welcome aboard. I'm your host, Star, and this is Interstellar Introspections. Hi guys, welcome back. I hope everyone's doing fantastic. Today's episode, episode four, is one... I mean, at this point, they're all going to be interesting. <laughs> but today we're getting a little bit more scientific with things. I'm not a scientist, but I'm quite interested in this topic. But before we get into the topic, how is everyone's week going? I'm getting closer and closer to kind of finishing off my prolonged recording session, meaning... I had planned on pre-recording like four to five episodes. This is the fourth episode. So that means sooner or later, you're going to be hearing weekly content from me. That's actually current. <laughs> Today, it's just me by myself. But next episode, you're going to have Celine back again, which I'm uber excited about. Guys, I'm really trying to convince her to just come on board and stay with me the whole time and just become a permanent co-host so if you guys want to hit her up on socials and let her know hey just be a permanent co-host i'm sure she would really appreciate that anyway besides that like i mentioned i hope everyone's week is going well very eventful i hope you enjoyed last week's episode with celine and i hope you enjoyed the conversation she brought to the table the conversation we had was amazing, and it was an actual length of a podcast, <laughs> rather than it being 20 minutes long, which will probably be the length of this episode. <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I hope you guys did too. And honestly, it just shows what the future of this podcast can be if, you know, she comes on, or, or even uh, there's going to be other guests that come on, especially with the uh, availability of Zoom, and it, you know, honestly being not that bad of a quality for you know a third-party platform that isn't already equipped on my mac um the quality wasn't terrible so definitely going to be seeing more guests in the future whether it's celine or someone else or hey i, I mean i could hold down the fort a little by myself too <laughs> but anyway there was a Twilight topic I wanted to touch on. However, after researching and writing, you know, a little bit of notes about the topic, I realized it's something that um, Celine would probably want to be a part of. So for that reason, I'm going to hold off on it. Um, but I did want to let you guys know that I'm not ignoring the big elephant in the room, i.e. Kim Kardashian and Kanye's situation. But I just can't talk about it right now because... I know Celine has a bunch of thoughts on it, I have a bunch of thoughts on it, and it only would be suiting to have that Twilight topic with her, so we're going to hold off on that, but I'm letting you guys know, I've seen it, I want to talk about it, I want to discuss it, I want to dissect it, and I want to relate back to it, because trust me, I have a lot of things that I could relate with this kind of situation. 
recently I dropped a YouTube video. Um, if you guys haven't checked that out, I would definitely check that out. Uh, star. But literally just my name. I know it's like so hard to find because there's so many stars, but it's, it's there. It's there. Um, and it was just um, at least recently when I dropped it, which is when I'm recording this, which will date how long it's been <laughs> since recording this when this actually releases. Um, it was the uh, day in my life working at Louis Vuitton as a client advisor. And I'm going to be making a story time about that job, so I don't want to go into too much detail about it here, but it was such an interesting experience that I don't know if I want to experience again. Now, I'm not saying I don't because I don't want to shut down any possibility in the future of possibly having that opportunity again. I think in the right timing, it could be a really good job. Um, but as a full-time college student and it being a full-time position, it just wasn't manageable. It just wasn't manageable. And uh, it really, really had me reflect on my own life and take a step back. I'm very, I would like to say I'm very good at kind of taking a step back and looking at myself, you know, kind of looking at all perspectives. But um, that job really kind of sat me down in a seat and had me serve myself humble pie because I was so ambitious and, and going forward with, you know, all these ideas and plans and, and I wanted to grow in my sales career, which I don't even really, not that I don't enjoy sales, but it's just, it's definitely not something that I want to like do forever. Like I don't like the feeling of, and this is going to sound so bad, but to be a salesperson, you know, if you are a salesperson or you've dealt with salespeople, you know, not that we can be manipulative, but it's definitely a game where like you have to like work with people. You have to know how to talk to people. It's a game of, I really wish I knew the word, but I can't remember off the top of my head. But there is a word that I'm thinking of that like, you really have to know how to play the game. Because at the end of the day, Yes, I mean, I'm in it to try and help people and make people feel better. And that's what I tell everybody. Like, it's similar to psychology where you're trying to understand the person and, like, work with them. And, like, yes, you're selling to them and that's your goal and that is how you make your money. But for me, it was more of making a connection with the person. And a job like Louis Vuitton where sales are pressured so much, it was very hard for me to really enjoy that experience with the customer because it was very much either the customer didn't care because they just wanted their stuff and wanted to leave or they were not making a high enough purchase so my forcefulness to, like my it's hard to explain the way the leadership would push us away from those types of clients was high because you know why would they want us talking for two hours to a client that spent a thousand dollars when this other client could spend ten thousand dollars i don't want to get into it um if you've worked in the luxury retail industry you know what i'm talking about and if you haven't well then you need to watch my story time whenever it goes up because it's a quite interesting job. It's a quite interesting field. Am I against it? No, it's 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 the fast lane of life. It's the fast lane of retail, I feel like. Not in the sense of like it's fast, but it's just it's high paced. It's people want what they want. I guess you could say it's fast. I mean, f fast fashion is quick too, but like luxury retail, I just feel like there's always something new. People want you on top of it. You have to dedicate your time to these clients. You have a, I had a take at home phone that I was always on, like texting my clients on my days off and it just wasn't cute for a full-time college student. So again, like I said, I'll be making a full story time about that. 
not bashing it or anything because I really did enjoy the experience. I met a lot of people there that I really appreciate. So it's nothing like that. Um, but I learned a lot and I think that there's a lot that I could share. All that to say, it taught me a lot about self-reflection and how fast life can go. Um, and how precious uh, time is in life. I know how precious time is. I value time so much. I value the the top like main things that I value are like God, time, um, mental health, and family. Like those are like the top things in no specific order for me personally. God is on top, but that's a different story for a different day. Um, but the other three are interchangeable, but they're still very important to me. And, you know, family time and mental health kind of disappeared for me in these past months with this job. I missed so many moments during the holiday season because I was working like a dog. And yeah, the payout was pretty decent for it, but also not really because of my commute. So it was like a, a catch-22, I think it's called. I'm not really sure why people call it that, but I know that usually means, you usually use that phrase when you're talking about things that come with costs and benefits and it's like kind of like a silver lining situation. I missed key moments in the holidays where my uh, niece was born. I it's been COVID time, so I, not like I missed a lot, a lot because uh, her mother, my cousin, has been trying. It's like she's been trying to keep the baby safe, and so. But I have missed like some moments, like, and it's just sad because because of this job and the high demand it is and, and the type of lifestyle it brings. You know, you always gotta be there basically and just on top of it so it really uh emphasized the importance of the key things in my life you know mental health family god and time and at the end of this job uh because i don't work there anymore um my mental health was drained i was drained i i would come home and my cousin would be like oh my goodness like you don't even look like yourself like you look crazy like not crazy but you look like you're gone like you're dead i would literally go home and like sleep and then wake up and it was just like a constant pattern that I did not enjoy it was a cycle of being exhausted and run ragged and just going to work just to go to work I just went to work to get the day done get that check and leave peace out okay but this inspired a movement in myself to protect and grow boost my mental health i'm always working on myself and self-growth is so important but this was like a key turning point in my life where i was like dang money is not worth this mental health is something that you can't get back and i mentioned it in the last episode but people can take away all physical things you have but if you're mentally still there you're still alive you can still be aware you can still hear voices and and see people and and think for yourself yeah you probably if it's like that serious you can't move and stuff like that you can't really enjoy life possibly I don't want to get too like sad about it I'm just trying to you know give you a picture here but if you're completely brain dead and, and you have no mental health left you're gone you're a completely different person so all of that to say this piqued an interest in me I've thought of like kind of going doing my own treatments in in terms of like meditation or you know trying new things like crystals I 
I pray every night, but that is more of like a spiritual thing for me. Um, not that it doesn't help my mental health. It definitely does. You know, it's like venting in a, in a way. Um, but it's it was it's more of like a spiritual journey for me. It's not really like a reparative mental health situation for me. So I I take other terms, other 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 tools for that. And so I was exploring all these other avenues and. I've considered going back to therapy. I've always considered going back to therapy. I don't know why I'm I'm waiting. I think I'm just nervous. I've been to therapy before and I, I've I've went through so many therapists, so I don't want to get into that right now. That's a completely different story. But just to say I've been looking into new ways to boost my mental health. And that leads right into the main topic of today. Because it talks about how to boost one's mental health. Using technology called neurofeedback. Can you believe brains can talk? I sure can't. When I was reading this article, I was honestly astonished. I wasn't surprised because I feel like there's a lot of technology that we don't know about that's like not exposed yet. And we can get into that another day because let me tell you, I can get into some conspiracy theories. But um, this article really, it just highlighted the growth that we've, that we've, we've, we've gone through as humans. Um, from the New York Times, the article is titled, Can Monitoring Brainwaves Boost Mental Health? by David Dodge. The article explains how neurofeedback can, quote, be a therapy that, quote, some say can improve our attention, moods, sleeping habits, and even our athletic ability by measuring brain activity and showing it to us, either on a screen or through headphones, in real time, end quote. Now I don't I I'm not certified in any of this, right? I'm I'm getting my bachelor's in psychology. I'm researching this stuff. I'm doing what almost anybody can do. So if I make a mistake, I'm human, I make errors. All that to say, I'm not doing a deep dive on neurofeedback, right? <laughs> I'm not doing that. I haven't, you know, I, I just saw this article, it piqued my interest and it made a lot of great points. And it it brings really interesting conversations. And I want to touch on some of the topics that the conversation has brought up. So this kind of therapy, neuro, I don't even know what the, the plural of it would be called. So I'm just going to call it what people, they keep referring it to, which is a, a neurofeedback machine. It's a machine, right? It's a tool that monitors brain waves and displays them for us to see visually or auditorially live right so the way this works is a practitioner places electrodes on a patient's head that detects but does not stimulate brain activity this is then analyzed by a computer that sends it back to the patient as images or sounds as the patient completes tasks the computer encourages healthy patterns of brain activity end quote the way i would describe these machines in simple terms are energy enhancers right they're enhancing the energy our brain gives off letting us be able to visually conceive or auditorially this energy an example that is similar to this is how we cannot see sound but if we use a recording device and record the noise it then shows us like a visual representation of what the sound could look like Surprisingly, for a treatment that sounds more like just a visual stimulant than an actual therapy, it's often used to treat a lot of common conditions like, and I quote, ADHD, 
major depressive disorder, anxiety disorder, epilepsy, and traumatic brain injuries, end quote. Now, reading this was very interesting to think that you see you're you're thinking about your life and let's say you think of like a really happy moment in your life and you see however the the images are displayed let's say it's green brain waves represent positive uh, thoughts in your brain so you start seeing these green waves on the screen and you're like oh wow like i'm i'm really being positive and let's say someone's depressed and they're seeing these green waves this article is stating that these green waves signal to the viewer that hey i'm thinking positively so i guess you could say it's more of like a realist a a shock of realism like the person that is depressed has been in such a a negative space that they couldn't even imagine themselves thinking positively but the reality of it is they are and this machine is literally showing them the proof that's the kind of way that i would look at this and how it works but that's really the only way I could see it working like that. I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's probably scientific journals that have been published doing studies on this and, and all that. Like I said, we're not a university here. We're not trying to do all that. Um, this is a very important topic because it has to do with mental health. And I'm not trying to say that I didn't research it because it wasn't important enough to do research on. But what I'm saying is there were other topics that I wanted to talk about relating to this and not just the topic itself. Now, as you can see where I'm, I'm going with this, it kind of starts to like trail off and it's it's very clear in the article it it starts to trail off for those of you that are thinking there is no way a visual representation of how we feel affects how we feel you would not be the only one that thinks this way this article just like almost everyone we've gone over always includes a rebuttal and in this article's case It actually brings up the fact how a lot of scientists believe any benefits gained from this treatment are due to a placebo effect. Now, real quick, for those of you that don't know what a placebo effect is, the definition reads, a beneficial effect produced by a placebo drug or treatment, which cannot be attributed to the properties of the placebo itself and must therefore be due to the patient's belief in that treatment. In simple terms, it's like the red pill and the blue pill. I give you the red pill and tell you it'll make you run faster. I give you the blue pill and tell you it'll make you run slower. You start taking the red pill. All of a sudden, you feel like you're running like Buzz Lightyear. I don't know if he runs fast, but you get what I'm trying to say. It's these... And there's a lot of psychology behind it. You know, it depends on who tells you these things. If it's someone... Like a, like a doctor or someone in a, in a higher status, you're more likely to believe it. If it's someone in a lower status, you're less likely to believe it. If you have experience in the field, you're less likely to believe it. If it's something to do with the field that you're, you, you have experience in, it's a lot of factors that go into whether a placebo effect has effectiveness on you or not. But for the fact of this article bringing it up and stating that that is a, a, a possible belief on how this, this whole treatment kind of gives results is very interesting and a very big claim i'm not one to give concrete statements about things you know i.e our conversations about pop culture and how i really try to you know stay out of like in a way try to try to relate it more back to us and like how it affects us and you know 
what the research says and 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 how we can relate these to our everyday lives. In this conversation, I really just want to focus on how interesting this technology is. I don't want to discuss if we're going to believe if it's real or if it's not in a way like like I have my own opinions about it and I've already stated my own opinions about it, but I I don't really want to discuss like what is fact, right? Because I don't know what fact is. I don't know if it's 100% fake or 100% real. I'm just, you know, restating what the article said. And I think it's an interesting point, uh, interesting points they bring up. But of course, like every episode, what I really focus on is the questions I ask you guys. And of course, I answer. So the questions I'm proposing today are, how do we feel about this type of technology? Are there events that have happened to us where visually seeing something changing changes our feelings towards it? Are there moments where we have tried unique ways of boosting our mental health? And then the last question I have is, would you rather go to a therapy session or a neurofeedback session? So think about those questions. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, answer. Um, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, same with Spotify, anything like that. I want to hear what you guys have to say about this because I feel like this is, is very, like most topics we talk about, but I, I, I am, I want to know what you guys think about this topic. I feel like it's very interesting. So the first question, how do we feel about this type of technology? I don't know about you, but me, like I mentioned before, I think it's always beneficial when we excel in ways that are beneficial to mental health. Whether it's a placebo or not, placebos have had more benefit than real drugs sometimes in, in a way of like, you know, a placebo is actually working on somebody that has depression and it's causing no negative effect to them. I think that's more positive than negative. Um, and just the fact that we're able to do this without harming people is amazing. There was no negative effects from this that I saw in the article. It actually stated that there is highly, highly, highly less of a chance for you to get negative feedback. I mean, negative results from this than a lot of other types of therapy, like treatments. So that's a plus, right? Because back in the day, they used to literally, you know, lock you in a room and, and do all these crazy things to you to try and fix your mental health. At least now they're trying to be a little bit sane with it. I mean... I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. And it sounds like a joke, but it's it's serious. It's it's very serious. And there are still people that, you know, take part in these aggressive ways of fixing people's mental health. Um, like they did back in the day, and it's not okay. So to see that there is growth and always uh, positive movement towards aiding mental health conditions, I really appreciate that. So that's how I feel about that question. And this type of technology. Are there events that have happened to us where visually seeing something changing changes? I keep doing that. Our feelings towards it. I mean, this my answer to this question isn't that deep, but I think automatically of like texting or the intonation in our voices, right? If you text something, right, and you see that somebody says something to you and you don't like what they said, but if they say to you in person and they say it to you with an intonation like, oh, like, I really don't like the way you said that. It sounds a little bit more peaceful than I don't like the way you said that. Like, I, like you know what I'm saying? So that's the first thing I think of when I think of 
when I visually see something, it changes how I feel towards it. If I visually see you text me, I don't like how you said that with a period at the end of it. I'm going to think you're being a little blunt. But if you come to me in person or you send me a voice note and you're like, I don't like the way you said that. I'll understand you're being a little bit more timid about it. You're just trying to bring it to my point, to my to my knowledge that you didn't like how I presented something to you and that you're a little upset by it rather than being aggressively telling me, I don't like how you said that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that is a, is a very big thing for me on how we're visually seeing something can change how I feel about it. Are there moments where we have tried unique ways of boosting our mental health? Now, I kind of talked about this in the beginning, but for me, it's been incorporating crystals um, and just talking. I I don't use crystals like a crazy thing. Like I, I, I'm not that heavily involved in crystals, but I think they're really pretty and they make me feel good when I look at them. I think they're beautiful and they're from the planet. They're from our earth, our home. So if they do have some sort of energy connected to them, I wouldn't be surprised and it doesn't hurt to have them around as long as you're having good, positive, bearing crystals around you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that because let's say they are fake or like there is no energy attached to them, then it's just really pretty decor. And if there is energy attached to them, then not only is it pretty decor, but it's also giving me positive energy, which I need. I always need positive energy, less stress, okay? And then just talking, I just, you know, creating this podcast was a big project for me that I was really nervous about doing, especially the fact that I had no time for it, especially with my previous job at Louis Vuitton. And now that I have time for it, I'm so glad that I've 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 had this time because I really enjoy doing this and I really hope that I stick to it because I feel like it could I don't even care if it opens doors for me and I and I, I get I get somewhere from this. I really don't care. The same thing with YouTube. I do it for me and I do it for you know the memories. Like I could one day play these for my kids if they're interested and they could hear the way I thought about the world and God forbid I have kids and then I die before I'm able to like really help them in the world. They could always listen back to these and think, wow, like my dad went through this experience and this is how we did it. And obviously my videos have some of that too, my YouTube videos, but they're definitely a little bit more fun and not as like, you know, like methodical. So I feel like that these, these are like our time capsules. The videos that we are creating in today's age are like the time capsules and the tombs that were created long ago. These are everlasting, and unless the world collapses like they thought in uh, the year 2000, I, f I forgot the name of the, uh, it's literally the name of uh, Y2K, unless they think that's going to happen and all of our internet data is going to get deleted and that happens one day, most of what we post and that we document is going to be like our vault and our time capsule for future generations to listen to. So all that to say, this is a form of therapy for me. It's not obviously like recommended therapy by any doctor that I know of or that anyone has told me but it makes me feel good and it makes me feel like I'm getting my voice out there and just really decompressing now I did mention all positive ways of kind of dealing with our mental health and boosting it but there are negative ways um, like alcohol drugs um, negative people being in our lives, very similar to the conversation we had last week where attention grabbers don't have to just be, you know, materialistic objects, but they can be, you know, like things we just, people we surround ourselves by or anything like that. Um, and if you are resulting or resorting, sorry, resorting to those negative, you know, mental health boosting, and I, and that's just, you know, quote fingers or whatever those are called, where you like move your fingers like that 
you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't like to tell people how to live their lives, but I was raised um, in a family where, you know, drug use and alcoholism is very natural, very, very common, and it's not cute, it's not fun, and I'm very against it, and I'm very vocal that I'm very against it, but I'm not going to preach about it because it's not my job to tell people how to live, but coming from a place of compassion and care, even though it's mental health boosting in the moment of popping that pill or drinking that drink or whatever it is, meeting that person, think about the everlasting effects. Is it going to leave a long-lasting mental health boost? Or is it just going to give you that little dopamine shot and then drag you all the way back down, worse than where you started when you wanted to boost your mental health? Please take that into consideration. Please. Not for anybody else, but yourself. You deserve so much more than that. And honestly, we're the human race is so smart. We're so smart, and we have not reached our full potential yet. And I really feel like that taking care of our mental health will help us reach our, our greatest potential out there. So just think about, you know, your growth as a human and how far you can get if you take the the right steps for you to grow and and boost in life so that's all i'll say on that topic and then the last question would you rather go to a therapy session or a neurofeedback session this is a stupid question i don't even know why i asked this because therapy a1 i mean it doesn't that has nothing to do with the fact that they believe that neurofeedback is a placebo because i already mentioned that that could be benefit in some way because placebos that are stronger than some you know i said all that but it's just the fact that i like therapy i enjoy talking to people as you can tell i have freaking videos i have podcasts like i talk a lot like i could talk forever and i enjoy it i enjoy getting my thoughts out there so i love going to therapy um i think it's i think it's a little bit and i mean touching on the fact that they believe that you know neurofeedback could be just a placebo right um, that doesn't help its case. So the fact that therapy has a lot of research backed into it and a lot of, you know, support behind it, that that's kind of a, a strong standing point for it as well. I think it would be a cool experience to have one neurofeedback session. They're around the same cost as therapy, um, the article stated. So I would think it'd be fun to see how my brain, you know, radiates. I think that sounds like a cool experience. Um, and hey, maybe... I'll feel a certain way after experiencing it. It doesn't seem like there's any negative effects for doing it. So I might as well just try it once, right? But if I had to choose, go to therapy or a neurofeedback session. 10 out of 10, therapy. Like, no other question about it. Wow, I am shocked. We actually pushed through a full 30 minutes. <laughs> the last solo episode, I made it to 28, I believe. But that included like the intro and the outro and the freaking rocket ship and stuff like that. So I am very proud of myself. I feel like the the more I go with podcasting, the better I'll get with finding more interesting topics, better questions to ask, more things to talk about, and really just kind of creating that atmosphere that I really want this podcast to be. An open-minded space, a safe place, and just a fun environment that we could talk and dissect the 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 world we live in i think that's so fun and 
I am a heavy sapiosexual. If you don't know what that is, get your mind out of the gutter because it really isn't anything to do with sex. I mean, it, it can be sexual in a way, but it really just means that someone and people that think and, and really, really kind of use their emotion. It's a, it's a very emotional connection to usually people but I also like to say I'm a sapiosexual in a way of it just makes me happy these conversations make me very very happy about life and very excited about living because these conversations make me realize that every day that I live and I experience I'm getting something out of it I'm getting the knowledge that I need to grow because these conversations bring out the knowledge that I never thought I would use and I see myself talking about it. Like, it's it's so interesting. It really makes the world more vivid. And I'm really excited for future episodes because this is just the beginning. We're only on episode four. We have so much of a future ahead of us, guys. And I really appreciate you being there with me. And yeah, thank you guys so much for coming on this ride. I really hope you had a stellar time. Bye.